Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode 46 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm so glad you've chosen to join me today. I am excited to share with you a great lesson I've learned on how God's Word heals your heart. I'm excited for this passage today. Before we dive in, I just want to say that I'm guessing you're listening. You've chosen this podcast episode because you've experienced brokenness on some level. Maybe you've lost a loved one, experienced disease, or just encountered some heartbreaking circumstances. I don't know what those circumstances are. Maybe your suffering has been long and the wound in your heart feels like a gaping hole racked with pain. I've been there. My prayer is that you take a few minutes to listen to this podcast and I can show you the way that God's word can help you begin to heal. You know, the word healing is an interesting word. I'm a word nerd. My husband will tell you I have an infatuation with definitions and the thesaurus and synonyms and antonyms and all the isms there are out there when it comes to words. I checked out the dictionary definition of healing, and it's one of those words that can be an adjective or a noun. So it can stand alone or it can describe another word. As a noun, it means the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. And as a verb, it means tending to heal or therapeutic. What I found to be interesting about this word, whether it's a noun or adjective, either way, neither definition is instantaneous. It doesn't indicate that it happens quickly. Each definition declares that healing is not a flash moment with a sudden change, but it is typically a gradual, moment-by-moment, choice-by-choice process. You know, I think most of us prefer the blind man healed kind of miracle, don't you? We want God to touch our hearts with one scripture, one moment, or one message and experience full, complete, miraculous healing of our hearts. Now, I know God can do this as evidence throughout the scripture. And yes, he's still fully capable of instantaneous healing today. But the question I'm asking you is how much healing are we willing to experience? And if we are willing, how do we receive that healing? Psalm 107 is a psalm of thanksgiving to God, and the lyrics tell the story of why God's people have so much to thank Him for. This song reviews the history of the children of Israel and all its shambled humanity. The song can be broken down into four types of distress that caused brokenness and required healing. The first is found in Psalm 107, 1 through 9. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands. 
finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. He led them by streetway to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind, for He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Why do you suppose they were wandering in desert wastelands without homes? Why do you suppose they felt empty in their souls? Because they had experienced rejection, and that resulted in emptiness. Perhaps today you're in the same boat. You're, you've walked a road of rejection that seems to have no end. Maybe you've been let go, dismissed, or left to figure out how to keep going. And the people who said they would never stop loving you instead abandoned you. And your soul is fainting inside of you. Did you hear what I read about the children of Israel and what they did at this point? They cried out to the Lord in their rejected state. They said to God, no one thinks I'm good enough or smart enough or just plain enough. God, I'm showing up in front of you today because there is no one who believes in me. Do you believe in me? And when they cried to him, he answered. He delivered them from their distress. He brought contentment into their lives. He held their empty hearts in his hands and filled them up with good things like peace and calm. And strength. If rejection has been a major cause for your need for healing, you're listening to the right message today. God's word promises that what he did for them in Psalm 107, he can and will do for you. But I want you to know something. Notice this. The healing did not come until they chose to turn their eyes to God and cry out to him in their trouble. The willingness to be healed from the hurt of abandonment, the desire to be healed from rejection, the want to have the empty hole in your heart repaired must come from you. It's only when you choose to make yourself willing that the Lord can begin the healing process. The second type of healing for which the psalmist is giving thanks can be found in Psalm 107, 10-16. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's command and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the other darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. What's happening in this section of the psalm is that the people of Israel were bound as prisoners and suffering in chains. They were locked up in bondage and isolation. The choice not to follow God's commands left them sitting in darkness and they stumbled their way through life without help. You see, God's word brings healing to our hearts when we choose to obey it. I don't know what your bondage or isolation looks like today. Maybe the chains that hold you back are ones that you know full well are the result of choices that you made. The circumstances of your life are such because you decided not to obey God. You chose to turn away from Him. 
And while even the people who were closest to you may not know what's going on inside your heart, God does. Or maybe you're lonely and those isolation chains were not of your own making. What you're encountering is not the result of something you've done, but a tool the enemy is using to try to hold you back. Either way, you're stumbling around in the dark trying to figure out which way to go. And you need healing from captivity and isolation. I'm so excited to share with you that God still does what he did for the children of Israel. He can do for you what he did for them. When they cried out to God in their trouble, he saved them. He brought them out of darkness. He broke away their chains. I don't care how tight the chains of addiction or depression or anxiety or worry or fear. All of those may feel horrible right now. But God is bigger and he is in control. He can heal your heart from that bondage, no matter how large the gaping wound. He is the cure for isolation. Because with Him, you are never alone. When you make the choice to turn your eyes toward Him and spend time with Him, then you can experience true freedom and companionship. In the next part of the Psalm 107, verses 17 through 22, it says, Some became fools because their rebellious ways, and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. The psalmist is describing the stories God's people were living out. The physical affliction and suffering they were encountering was not light. Their diseases and emotional disorders they experienced ushered them right into the sight of death. Their bodies and minds were so racked with pain and confusion that they could see death's door coming. And just like the other verses we've read together today, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, their fierce, deep trouble. We're talking about physical illnesses that would equate to cancer, emotional disorders that would be considered to be like bulimia or anorexia. And in this deep trouble in which they were literally knocking on heaven's door, God saved them. He spared their lives. But this is where it gets so exciting for me. This is where the scripture explains to us what happened in Psalm 107 verse 20. The Bible says he sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. His rescue is found in his word. He speaks to us through his word. Go back to that very first issue for which the psalmist is giving thanks. The issue of rejection. How can you be healed from rejection? By knowing what God's word says about rejection. Psalm 94.14 says, For the Lord will not forsake his people, he will not abandon his heritage. Isaiah 29.15 says, Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget. Yet I will not forget you, says the Lord. 
Isaiah 41.13 says, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not, I am the one who helps you. And John 6.37 says, But some will come to me, those the Father has given me, and I will never, never reject them. Reflect back on that second issue for which the psalmist gives thanks for the healing. This was one of bondage and isolation. He sent out his word on that topic too. Is your heart broken and in need of healing because you feel bound by worry or fear, anxiety or depression? Or maybe you haven't yet been captured by one of those deep emotions, but the enemy is trying to make you feel like you're all alone and no one understands you or gets you. This is what God's word has sent out to you. He sent this word out specifically for you. Second Timothy 1.7 For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. And James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Deuteronomy 31, 6, But be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. And Psalm 68, 6, it says, God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. This is where healing takes place, when we allow the salve of God's promises to saturate our minds and souls, then the emptiness in our hearts is replaced with joy, and peace, and power, and love, and self-control. Day by day, moment by moment, as we devote ourselves to spending time in God's Word, It brings healing, wonderful, beautiful healing. The more we soak in it, the more we devour it, the more we read it, study it, the more healing it brings. The message paraphrase of Psalm 107, 17 to 22 reads this way. Some of you were sick because you lived a bad life. Your body's feeling the effects of your sin. You couldn't stand the sight of food. So miserable, you thought you'd be better off dead. Then you called out to God in your desperate condition, and he got to you in the nick of time. He spoke the word that healed you, that pulled you back from the brink of death. So thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. Offer thanksgiving sacrifices and tell the world what he's done. Sing it out. Yes, sing it out. But there is a fourth category of distress remaining in Psalm 107. We've covered all kinds what's left. What do our hearts need healing from besides rejection and abandonment, captivity and isolation, physical, mental, and emotional distress and disorders? Let's read Psalm 107, 23 through 32. Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep, for he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wits' end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the seas were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm. 
and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. You see, this verse of the psalmist thanks, this section doesn't begin with the results of rebellion or sin or drastic circumstances like the other three examples. The people in this story were just people who showed up to work. They went to work to do their jobs. They were sea captains who did what every sea captain did each day. Showed up, prepped, rolled the boat out on the water. It was just an ordinary day with routine circumstances. They were enjoying the blessing of work. They saw what God was doing and enjoyed it. But suddenly, in the midst of a normal day, God allowed circumstances beyond their control. Things got pretty crazy. Ordinary life, daily work, turned into a kind of roller coaster, and they were literally at their wit's end. Their courage vanished into nothingness, and the only thing they knew to do was cry out to God in their trouble. And what did he do? The same thing he did in every other distress. He brought them out on the other side of it. He stilled the storm to a whisper. He hushed the waves. He guided them to where they needed to go. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Isaiah 42.16 I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths I will lead them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. I can honestly tell you that I've personally lived each of these scenarios in some way or another. In the last few years, the hole in my heart grew so large that it would seem irreparable and the emptiness so vast that it would seem unfillable. For two decades, I had watched disease still piece after piece of my little girl, Taylor. First, she wasn't able to put on her socks, and then she lost her speech, and then her precious angelic singing faded away. Slowly but surely, she stopped walking, and then eating, and then breathing. And then January 2nd, 2019, God called her home to heaven. But it was not without the final four days of watching her continue to fight for breath. And I am sharing Psalm 107 with you because I'm a healing heart in progress. From the depths of my soul, I share with you that it's only through God's word that I continue to find the healing my heart needs. I don't think the gap has begun to close, but I know the blood is circulating. I know that God has stilled some of the storm and he's hushed some of the waves and he continually guides me where I need to step as I beg him every single day. You know, at some point, if you haven't already, you'll face one of these scenarios of distress. I don't know for you if it'll be rejection or abandonment or isolation or fear or depression or emotional or mental distress. I don't know if maybe just in an ordinary work day, 
everything will suddenly spiral out of control and circumstances will bring you to your knees. But whatever the scenario, today I am praying that I have not just told you how God's word can bring healing to your heart, but that I have shown you. Rest in it, and I pray that you experience the healing that it brings. I hope you will join me in the Restore Me from Hurting to Healing Bible Reading Challenge 31 Days of Embracing God's Healing Hand on Your Heart. You'll find the resource in the show notes. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.